0: I am so happy that you are listening to just breathe. It is my most sincere hope that it empowers you and helps you feel less alone on this journey. If you are looking for more personal and more personalized help, I am now offering coaching services. Text breathe to five, five, four, four, four to learn more. That's B R E A T H E to 55444 to learn more. All right, and welcome to the Silver Lined Relaunch. And today is kind of a a full circle for me. Um, I have Jake Javier on with me, and it is truly my privilege to be talking to this gentleman. He is somebody that I first heard about um, probably, what, over four years ago. Uh, he was fit. We grew, we were both. I was going to say grew up in the same community, but we really did it, <laughs> did we, Jake? As I'm <laughs> looking at your cute face, and I'm like, okay, so I'm, the, I'm more. I'm the mom, and my daughter did know Jake, and my son actually went to Cal Poly. Um, you did not know each other, but. While I was there as a a board member, foundation member of Cal Poly, I've continued to be able to be blessed to hear your story. This episode is brought to you by the Fired Up Entrepreneur Program. And this is a program that we are so proud of. The results have been downright remarkable. And we want to invite you to get a glimpse of what it is like inside this program by inviting you to participate in the Business Boot Camp, which is a five day free event, and get involved with this because the pearls that we're going to be sharing each and every day. Are going to be the foundation for allowing you to make money, keep the money, grow the money and strengthen not only your business but also yourself. So please take advantage of this and join us at our next boot camp. You're listening to the Silver Lined Relaunch and I'm your host, Hilary DeCesar, award-winning entrepreneur and transitional coach. Each week, I'll invite you to tune into inspirational stories, revealing how you too can turn ordinary experiences into the extraordinary. Feeling stuck? I'll share step-by-step strategies to fuel your ability to experience a life where silver linings are both abundant and possible. So Jake, I am so excited that you are here to talk about your relaunch.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to be here and thank you for welcoming me. It's always good talking to people who are familiar with the story and kind of from the community. So, excited. Thanks for reaching out.
0: Well, well, I am it's an interesting um, you know, path, right? How people continue to stay in touch and I would love for you to share how this significant relaunch kind of came to be and I remember I remember exactly where I was when I heard about what happened to you. It was from Danny. And it. I think, you know, you don't realize how much you and your experience impacted so many lives and we were all there supporting and praying and, and being there for you. But let's share with my listeners. Let's share more about the specific relaunch and your journey.
1: Yeah, I mean, so it kind of started on the last day of high school. I ended up uh, diving into a pool and breaking my neck. And um, from there, it was just, yeah, that was like the start of the relaunch right there. You know, it was just the very lowest point. And uh, I was lucky, like you said, to have a lot of support from the community and from people that surround me to bring me back and start my relaunch so from there so, i mean it was just so
0: jake before we keep going on I, I do want to get into your mind what happened this 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 pool party that you mm-hmm. had attended was it the last day of school or was it yeah. graduation day or it was it was right there right it was yeah, like yeah was this I'll an after you, yeah. party yeah T- tell me about this event this where you were swimming in the first place
1: yeah, so I'll take you there. So it was the very last day of school. Um, I remember getting out of class and just like, all right, you know, we made it. Um, the next day was graduation. That's where everyone goes up and walks and does that whole ordeal. Um, and so I went over to a Buddy's house. Um, we were all just kind of swimming in the pool. People were jumping in, um, you know, just hanging out. And then uh, I had actually jumped in the pool a couple times that day. Um, and that uh, was obviously fine for, for most of them. And then the last time I dove in, I just dove out a little too far and ended up hitting my head on the shallow end of the pool. And from there, my memory gets very spotty. Um, luckily, people noticed that I wasn't moving at the bottom of the pool because I had begun to drown. And then luckily, a couple guys were able to pull me out, put me on the side of the pool. I remember laying there and seeing everyone kind of looking down at me and just like knowing immediately that something was wrong. Um, I mean, as soon as I hit my head, I knew something was wrong because so I remember- did you
0: did you black out at that time after you hit your head or what, what happened? So,
1: so yeah, so to really take you there, I, I remember diving in, hitting my head on the bottom and just, I remember, I can still like remember the impact and the feeling it made, just kind of like a wave of shock that went through my whole body. And I remember just laying there and I had two thoughts go through my head. My first one was- Okay, something is severely wrong, and then my second one was, does anyone else know something is severely wrong? Because then I remember turning over and looking up toward the toward the bottom of the pool or toward the top of the pool and be able to look out and just knowing I couldn't move anything. And so mm. that's when I was like, okay, I need to like, hopefully someone pulls me out because I couldn't move anything. So, so yeah, you remember there, being, right being
0: after, you remember being aware that you're at the bottom of the pool is I can't move. Is somebody mm-hmm. going to dive in and help me?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I remember being there. And then immediately after, I, I don't remember, I don't remember people grabbing me. I just remember being on the side of the pool right after that.
0: Have you talked since to the people that helped pull you out?
1: Yeah, they were, there were a couple of buddies that played football with me um, and some other friends from high school. And so I was able to talk to them, you know, cause people came and visited all the time in the hospital and You know, I didn't know exactly who it was at first, and then I, you know, through hearing the story from outsider perspectives, I found out who it was, and you know, definitely reached out and thanked them and everything like that. So, you know, Mm. that they saved my life, honestly.
0: I I mean, thank goodness that they were aware of, you know, that you had just dove into the pool and that they noticed that you hadn't come up yet.
1: Yeah, so I was actually lucky. at One early silver lining here um, that I split my head open. Because some blood was coming out, and that's how they noticed. They saw there was blood at the bottom of the pool.
0: Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you know what? I mean, just again, thank thankfully, you know, there was an angel that was saying, "All right, gotta get, you know, gotta keep an eye." They were able to pull you out, and from there, you, I know that you were heading off to Cal Poly to play football.
1: Correct. Yeah. So I was probably a month out, maybe even a few weeks out from. Um, making my trip down to slow to go into training camp to start the season.
0: Mm, And I remember hearing that the coach from Cal Poly gave you a hat or did something. What what was the story?
1: Yeah, they did. They did a lot for me. They were actually my biggest uh, connecting support to Cal Poly in the beginning. Um, They came and visited uh, my offensive line coach, my recruiting coach, and the head coach, they all came to the hospital and visited me and, and they presented me with a jersey um, with my number that I wore in high school seven or a number that I was gonna end up wearing there, 70. Um, and then I did, I received a hat and it was a significant hat because he had only given that particular color hat to his dad because he, he was mm-hmm. the uh, coordinator and he was able to wear that hat because it was a specific color to help people pick him out on the sideline. And he did the same thing so he could find his dad in the crowd. And so he gave me one of those hats as well. So it was a special kind of hat.
0: Yeah. Well, was it yellow? Mm -hmm. I think I remember. Yeah. 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 It was
1: a nice, nice gold yellow.
0: So here you are, you're 18. 18 at that point when this happens? Mm -hmm. 18. Yeah. And you wake up, you're in the hospital and you get the news that you have done what to your body?
1: So it's interesting. I don't really remember... Like, you know, you always think in in movies and, you know, dramatize things like that. The doctor comes in and he's like, I got bad news for you. You're never going to walk again. That kind of thing. I don't, if that moment happened to me, I don't remember it. Um, I kind of had an interesting, well, the whole recovery was interesting, but the first week was particularly interesting because I was on so much pain medication Mm -hmm. and the side effects of that medication was memory loss and hallucinations even. So I don't remember what was reality and what wasn't for that whole first week when I was right after my injury. Mm.
0: And then all of a sudden it starts to, to hit and it hit home and what happened? How did, I mean, you're, you're a football player going off to college and this news comes in. You're now kind of aware of this information and what goes through your mind?
1: So, I don't know why, but I think it was a combination of things. I think it was because of the support I had around me and just kind of the way I was raised to look at things um, in a good light, I guess, to be an optimist. I didn't really have, you know, a moment of, of self-pity. Um, and on top of that, I, did, I didn't have the chance to. So when I remember is just like being like, all right, here's the situation. You know, you're in a tough spot. You know, you can't move anything. At first, I was still, I had a ventilator and everything I couldn't breathe on my own, uh, couldn't eat, you know, feeding tube, everything like that, couldn't move anything at first. And just being like, all right, here we go. Like now's the time to start battling back. Because I mean, the the, the biggest thing for me, it wasn't the paralysis, it was not being able to breathe. Um, having that ventilator was brutal. I mean, I couldn't talk, I couldn't eat, I couldn't um couldn't breathe. And it was just constantly, I remember being out of breath and then it come in and help clear me out and everything like that. Cause I developed pneumonia and both my lungs mm. collapsed.
0: Oh my! So gosh. that was,
1: yeah, that was the biggest issue where I was, and the way my mind went about it, it was more like, all right, you know, here's what we got to do. Let's, let's start attacking it and start moving forward.
0: Oh, I mean, here again, and we talked before and I said, um, you know, your, your mindset at that point in your life. And you said that, you know, Family, the way you were brought up, you had this um, idea that you know no self pity, no self pity. Yeah. Was that something that up until this point had you ever been pushed to really look internal for? Like, hey, no self pity, just keep it going. I mean, had you built up this reservoir that you're like, ah, I'm a fighter. I mean, how <laughs> did how did that happen?
1: Yeah, you know, you, uh, there is a quote that. Someone sent me, I got a lot of cards in the hospital, I can't remember particularly who, but it was something along the lines that was like, you never know how strong you truly are until you have no other option. And so that's that's what it was. I didn't know, you know, I didn't particularly know I had that in me to just start, you know, fighting and, and kind of moving forward. I mean, being an athlete my whole life, I, I remember fighting through that and, you know, setting goals for myself and trying to be as best as I could and, and not really, you know, Not really pausing for moments of weakness, trying to keep getting stronger and faster and better at whatever sport I was doing. So I had that kind of background, but it was nothing compared to to what I had to do. But again, I could just kind of feel like I went in the autopilot. I had no other option. So Mm. kind of started going.
0: What first off, you never know how strong you are until you have no other option. I mean that something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Whoever whoever sent it, I mean, that (laughs) is that's something that we all need to be thinking about. Right. Mm -hmm. So next you had, you know, time to kind of rehab yourself. You got the tube out so you could start to breathe on your own. Mm -hmm. And what did you decide at that point that you were going to do to, to get yourself kind of to that next step? What did you decide at that point? You're starting to, you know, breathe again. And you, you kind of realized that in the, in the fall school was starting. What did you, what mm-hmm. did you come to grips with?
1: So yeah, there were a couple things I had to really like set into reality. Um, I wasn't going to play football, that that wasn't going to happen. And then I wasn't going to make it back that fall. So I already knew I was going to take the year off to spend recovering. Um, but the one, like a, a lucky thing for me is with my type of injury, you start at the lowest and you just build your way back up like you get better and better um the amount you recover and the amount of return that happens depends person to person and you never really know how much you're going to get back but the only thing you can do is really work at it and try to gain as much back as you can i was lucky i didn't have something like you know als or or anything terrible like that where the 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 condition gets worse and worse as you go because that's a lot harder to be optimistic but for me i was always like okay I'm at the very worst right now. And all I know is I'm gonna get better. And the only way to get better is to start working at it. So yeah, I, I, moved, I got the tube removed like two weeks in, moved out of the ICU, um, still had a, a, tra- a tracheotomy in, um, got that removed after like a month. And then from there, it was just trying to build up my muscles and, and my strength and my movement and everything like that. So that was what I did for the next year.
0: And then you went off to college.
1: That I did. Yeah. That and was my...
0: how was how that experience for you? <laughs>
1: um, it's been awesome. I mean, I love Cal Poly. I love everything about it, but getting, getting to that point was, you know, that was my overarching goal. I had, you know, different goals set up each day, each week, each month, you know, whether it was to learn to feed myself again or learn to put my socks on um, everything like that, you know, it was all about independence and getting my independence back. And to me, the ultimate form of independence was going back to school and doing it on my own. So I was lucky to where I was able to achieve that. I mean, it took some time, but there were a lot of little goals along the way where I was like, all right, this is getting more and more realistic that this is going to happen.
0: So you've always had this optimism, but on those, those days that it's tough to lean into optimism, how does Jake get himself back on track.
1: So, I like to think about perspective a lot. That's kind of my biggest focal point in life is keeping a good perspective. So, whenever I think of that, there's kind of three things that I think about. Um, and the first one is, you know, perspective of you know from where I came from to where I am now. You know, I think back to where I started compared to now and the difference it's made, and you know how tough it really was then. It makes day now, you know, days now seem like a breeze. It makes life so easy looking back at what I used to do. Um, And then the second thing is, you know, thinking about my future, the perspective of the future and how it gave me a whole different path and a better path. We can get into that later because I completely changed my path after my injury. And like you said, silver linings all over the place. So that really helps me move forward. And then kind of the biggest point of perspective to me is like what could have been. And what I mean by that is, You know, I could be sitting here and start feeling bad for myself. And especially going through rehab, you see all sorts of level of recovery. Like I said earlier, you see people that go in, they can't move a muscle and end up walking out of there. And I could be sitting there being like, you know, why can't that be me? Why couldn't that be my recovery where, you know, I could end up walking out of here. But at the same time, I know there's someone else that went in not being able to move a muscle and leaves not being able to move a muscle. And they're probably looking at me saying the same thing. Why can't that be me? Why can't I just move my arms, have my independence, everything like that? So that really humbles me and allows me to realize how lucky I really
0: am. I mean, I got I got tears well enough in my eye right now. You are the <laughs> uh-huh. fact that you have been able to take the perspective that you have on, you know, where you were and where you've come from the your future is different and the path mm-hmm. that you're on your journey now has you know completely transformed and what could have been and that concept around you're better off than so many you're still like mm-hmm. you're thinking like hey I, I i'm better off here i'm like hey i yeah. could be that person that can't move
1: yeah and it's all i mean it's all a difference of i mean when you injure your spinal cord it's a different difference of I mean, millimeters, like it's, it's very minimal, you know, where you can injure it a little more, injure it a little higher, a little lower, and it completely changes your life. So there's really no, there's no reason for it. It's just, you know, it's luck.
0: Well, I think of one thing that people that aren't in as, you know, good of a situation as you aren't driving, which I know you now are driving. I saw you like, actually, I mean, wow, you have freedom.
1: Yeah, that was a big part of the independence. Um, I got my license um, probably a year, a year and a couple months after my injury, because I got it before I went to Cal Poly. Um, That was a big thing for me where I wanted, you know, my ultimate independence is being able to drive myself around. So luckily for my amount of movement, it's, you know, obviously safe and legal and everything like that. So I just knew it was a matter of working at it and getting there. So.
0: Well, I loved when I saw your face as you're driving. It's just like it, you were just, you know, emanating like, yeah, I did this. Like I yeah. am, I am, I am now mobile. Yeah, I got it. Exactly. So, so I was just so excited to see that. But you also have, as we're talking about your future, you have some really exciting news that has come up, where your educational journey is going to be taking you. Can you share with us what's going on there?
1: Yeah, I am deciding to put off adult life and finding a job and doing more <laughs> school. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to Duke in the fall, uh, Duke University, and I'm gonna be doing my master's in biomedical engineering and uh, focusing in neural engineering. So I'm excited about that!
0: Yeah, and for so many of us, we're like, oh <laughs> wow. I mean. <laughs> a brilliant a brilliant mind and you also have that that sense of you know we talked about you have a sense of also giving back and you've had some talks where you've been able to share your story and you told me as we were talking that that would be something that you'd like to continue to do as well as share share your journey
1: yeah i have no problem ever with um you know talking about my story it's not a sensitive thing to me it's, it's my life and i i mean a lot of people seem to find inspiration from it so i mean if there's any way i can share it i'm more than open to and um you know i, I enjoy doing the talks and things like that so it is something that i could look into doing in the future definitely
0: wow oh, i think it's so incredible and there are there are many inspiring stories that i get to share on mm-hmm. this podcast but i have to say you know, hearing yours, hearing from you, your attitude, this, you know, this true positivity, this, I mean, you know, you're, you're one heck of a handsome, handsome guy and you're smart, you're headed off to Duke. I'm so excited for you. I'm excited to be, you know, continuing to follow your journey. And you said earlier, you know, the one thing that I don't really know how to do is, you know, how can I get my story out there? How can I get my my message, my word and, and set something up? And as you were saying that, the one thing that I thought that I could do is I am privileged to have people that come through my business program and we launch them relaunch their businesses and they have so many amazing you know different specialties and i'd like to work with you so that i could help you put together how you could deliver more of your messages. And I am sure that there is others that are part of the relaunch world that are going to raise their hand and say, how can I help? And we are going to help you get your story, your message, but most importantly, we're going to help you do what really comes so naturally to you, which is inspire others.
1: Thank you. Yeah. I'm, Like I said, open to anything. So that's awesome. Well,
0: very, very cool. And I think that um, the more people that you can share your message with, the more you can inspire, the more you can illuminate their paths, because you know, you know, the high school, college, graduation, moving on, there are a lot of bumps along the road. And you have shown like with that whole, hey, you know, where I, where I am and where I've come from, I, I've done it. I mean, sometimes people mm-hmm. just need to hear that they can, they can absolutely get through it and you've done it. I mean, and you're still doing it and you're still breaking through gates and, and going to Duke. I mean, how awesome is that?
1: <laughs> yeah. When are you, I'm,
0: when are you going? When are so, you going?
1: So I'm actually going to take my car out there. Cause like I said, my car is my independence so okay. me and a buddy from high school nick are going to drive it and do a road trip so we're going to start that in the middle of the summer and just drive across country stop in a lot of cities i haven't been to and end up there before the start of the year probably in like august so excited
0: so one about that thing as well. one thing you should be doing is definitely, you know, vlogging about this as you (laughs) go. I mean, because people are going to want, people are going to want to see this journey and this next Mm -hmm. phase. And so I always end my shows with asking this question. What does powerhouse of possibility mean to you? A powerhouse of possibility.
1: Powerhouse of possibility to me means having, I would say it means having like the ability to go and do whatever you really want to. Um, By that, I mean, just like, you know, if you put your mind to it, that you can achieve these goals Um, and maybe not, you know, today or tomorrow, but if you just keep working at it, um, you set your mind to it and you have the proper support around you then you could definitely go out there and do what you want to do in life.
0: I love that. Well, I have to tell you, you are a powerhouse of possibility. There is no doubt. How can people continue to follow you? How can they, you know, kind of watch your journey? Where can they go?
1: Um, I mean, I am on Instagram, I guess. That's more, I don't, I, don't, I haven't really like put it out there as like, a, I don't know inspirational platform. It's just more for my friends, I guess, but
0: Ah, coming soon, coming soon, everyone (laughs) keep following (laughs) us on the show notes. You never know.
1: (laughs) Well, I do have a Facebook page that I use sometimes for different fundraisers and stuff like that. It's, I think it's the Jay Cavier recovery page on Facebook. So I, it was used a lot more when I was, uh, and it was set up by like my brother and my mom, I think, and they were just kind of updating people Mm, about my story at the time and what I was doing. And then I've used it since then to kind of reach out to um, ask for support on whatever fundraisers I've been doing and stuff like that. Oh, that's, so.
0: that's amazing. Well, Jake, thank you for being on the show, for sharing your truly inspiring relaunch. And again, I have been following you. Uh, you continue to inspire me. And I'm so happy I had a chance to meet you officially. I feel like I know you. You don't know me, but I know you. And <laughs> I would lot, like yeah. to. I, I would like to continue to help in whatever way I can. All right. You take care, and thanks again for being here today.
1: Thank you, Hillary. Appreciated.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Silver Lined Relaunch. If I said something today that resonated with you. Will you please head over to iTunes right now and leave us a five-star review and share this episode with others and help them find the silver linings as well. And don't forget, you can have immediate access to the show notes, any giveaways, and the links to those amazing beauty products at therelaunchco.com backslash podcast. Until next time, there's always a silver lining and now is the time to hit the reset button to relaunch those transitions into transformations.